I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, Nick. The NBA is being a party pooper right now. <laughs> Why are they raining on everyone's parade and these ninja-style headwear is no longer a thing? Rest in peace to the ninja style headband. It's it's no longer a thing for now. I think at this point we're just waiting on Nike branded headwear. Or yeah. okay, maybe this is this is what they do. So everyone can get their own shoe deals, right? I think eventually yeah. we'll spread into their own headwear deals. So well, that'd be nuts. Everybody gets signature headbands. You can do your the the way you like it. Maybe somebody does instead of like you know how the ninja style it has two like strands of of cloth or whatever that 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 wave as like if it was like a one thing and they just tied it behind their head. What if someone could have three? People want to start braiding them. Yeah, you could braid them. You could do all kinds of stuff with them. You could put little rockets at the end of them, make you go faster. You could put a kite behind it, and then it just it like slows you up in case you you know a rookie Get out of is too. Stop it too you know frantic with the ball you're making light of this i'm making light of it but i really do think that we could get you know uh individual like you can get an under armor kind you can get uh you know adidas kind you could get you know reebok ones you could get um oh my gosh i just we can get new balance ones that your dad would wear to mow the lawn with (laughs) have to be white um i just don't you know they claim it as a safety thing and I guess the only safety thing I can imagine, they're probably viewing it as, you know, like you know Jordan and like Larry Nance and these guys back in the day used to wear these big chains around their neck, you know, playing. And they're probably viewing it as something like that of like, oh man, that's a safety issue. And I guess when you tie the headband behind your head, you know, as you tie your shoe, there are loops in that to where if you do swipe it, you know, towards somebody's head, what if your finger or your hand gets caught in one of those loops, it could pull it. But still, I just don't, I, yeah. I just don't like it. NBA players don't like it. We've seen Blake Griffin. We've seen Montrezl Harrell already tweet about it. Um, yeah, but I, I I agree with you. I think it's something that'll go away. But I think, you know, well, obviously, it's going away right now. But I think it could come back. Um, I don't know, next season or something like that. Oh, I think it'll absolutely come back. Um, on the podcast today, we're going to do an anything but Mavs mailbag. Got a whole bunch of great questions for you. Um, but before we do that, I want to talk about this headband thing a little bit more because I think that it. It kind of unearthed something about the NBA and where the NBA is right now. The NFL and the NCAA have an approval rating that's probably not very high right now, right? The organizations themselves. When the NFL comes and rules on something, when the NCAA comes and rules on something, the you know the agent thing it came out and ruled, and everyone you know a lot of people get up in arms about well bachelor's degree and you have to come and do this, and now agents are striking and <laughs> doing all these crazy things. Um, the NBA has a really high approval rating right now, right? Like the NBA, everybody just thinks that or I, I keep painting with a broad brush, but a lot of people think that the NBA is just like this gold standard right now of how you should run a league. And on Twitter a lot, you see people that say, wow, look, the NFL is doing this. The NBA would never, you know, things like that. 
And as soon as something came down, a ruling like this, that probably has so many things behind it that we don't even understand and probably never will, um, as soon as a ruling comes down that we disagree with on the surface, a lot of people get up in arms about it. Oh, how could the NBA do this? Oh, I can't believe that the NBA did something that I disagree with. And it's just interesting to me to see uh, as soon as, you know, the NBA is, is the gold standard, the best, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as it disagrees with your personal beliefs, and this goes, this, whew, this goes in with a lot of our culture too, uh, you're, you just, you turn against it completely and there's no like benefit of the doubt there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, two things I'll kind of mention on this one, the NBA, uh, we were talking before, but I just, uh, I think it's kind of viewed like kind of Giannis right now at the league. If you're comparing sports leagues uh, to NBA players across the league, Giannis has this like universal approval rating. Everybody loves Giannis. He he does not really does no wrong, but like everybody just loves him. And when you look at player, you know, when you look at the NFL and how the NFL's ran and like, gosh, Goodell and all that stuff. And you look at just different leagues or even, you know, look at baseball and you compare basketball to that, even Adam Silver and just how the NBA is, uh, for the most part, a lot of people are like, man, this is like how a professional league should be like, ran and uh, from all aspects of it. Now, obviously, Silver is you know different from David Stern back in the day, but it's just – why are you laughing? Baseball is like is like Allen Houston. Like you, <laughs> you, you know the name. You remember it was good at one point, and you just you haven't heard from it in a while. They have their own, they have their own issues, um, but yeah, I mean, this is what we do. I mean, this is what Twitter does. You find yeah, something yeah. you disagree with, you 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 go rant about it on Twitter, and you throw a fit about it when you disagree with something. That's just what we you know what we do now. We complain about it. The people have this desire to complain, and I just sometimes I w- I want us to be challenged by people that we disagree with surround yourself. If you surround yourself by everything that you believe with and everybody in your bubble believes the same way you do, how are you going to grow? And like, if you don't have people and things around you that disagree with you, you have nothing to challenge you. If you're not challenged, then you're not going to grow. And that's, that's the thing. You know, look at things from different perspectives. Sometimes like, Hey, this is how I feel. This is how you feel. Now let's try to, let me try to understand how you feel about this and why you're doing the things you're doing. Well, anyway, we're not, we're different subject. <laughs> this is the uh, locked on preaching podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think the people have always complained though. I mean, even at, I mean, yeah. think about growing up in school before we had Twitter, before we mostly had the internet, like available to us all the time on our phones. People still complain about stuff all the time, right? Like people always complain. Yeah, it's just the, com- uh, the, in the complaints Bible, happened in the Bible. In the class. Israelites complained about like literally everything that happened to them. And, yes, uh, it, it just happens. But I think now that people have an outlet for it, and you can say literally everything that you think, I think it, exactly. I think it exasperates it a little bit. People back in the day, back in the old old day, would complain in the wilderness. People would complain in the classroom. People would complain just face to face. And now Twitter and social media is giving people to complain on this massive scale. It gives uh, me, you, anybody listening to this yeah. podcast, the ability to tweet at any of these celebrities and athletes. And there's a chance that someone will check it and see this tweet. It's something that you know people you know, ten years ago it would just, it just it trips them out. There's just no way. I remember the first time telling my dad. Uh, of like, oh, this person uh, emailed me back, or this person tweeted at me, this person I uh, exchanged DMs with on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. It's like, what? You're actually like talking to yeah. them? Like, this is like what, the power of social media and Twitter and the internet and all this stuff. Anyway. Imagine that 10-year-old kid that DM'd Kevin Durant. 
All right, so let's let's uh, let's get into some of these mailbag questions. Uh, and coming up, we'll talk about Ooh. the Cowboys a little bit. We'll talk about 2K a little bit more. And of course, you know, we got some Avatar questions. Seriously. All right, Isaac. So Alex asks us. There's a couple of 2K questions, so we'll get these out. We only have a couple of these left, guys. So just just give me a heads up. We only have a couple of anything but Mavs pods. And we got enough questions. Well, I got enough questions yesterday to, to, to finish them out. So yeah. uh, Alex asks, what's your go to 2K build? Oh, gosh. Um, so Alex is asking this question. If you're not familiar with the game, when you create your, like, player on the game you can create your player put them into this like story mode in which you're basically in a movie on this video game uh there's like idris elba i think i said it right Mm. he's actually like in this new 2k20 game he's like your head coach of your team and there's this whole storyline you're basically watching a movie what happened to b Uh, (laughs) b's not there that was a terrible one that was the last Um, game i bought i think you're basically watching a movie and you're like playing you're created basketball player on the game is you know a key person in this movie and uh so anyway you have to create kind of the type of player so when you create your player and you stat him in all these different uh, categories like shooting or ball handling all this stuff then it will say like on this game it'll show you your player resembles and it'll say like steph curry or lebron james or gilbert arenas or it just you know those random players out there that you're similar to and uh for me, my go-to NBA or 2K build, I always make a point guard because one, if I'm gonna play by myself a lot or play like yes. the, my career mode, I want to handle the ball <laughs> instead of like I don't have $300 to drop on virtual currency to make my player like really good immediately. So my player is gonna suck from the beginning, and then they won't pass me the ball. So yeah. then I'm just horrible. So I want to be the point guard so I can at least handle the ball. Um, and then yeah, I just try to make them a shooting. Yeah, all that stuff. But I do the stretch five. Ooh, I do the seven. KP. I do the seven foot rim protect. Yeah, I do the I do the KP, the the rim protector and the shooter. I, I come. You just I come you just up. Can't rebound work crap. I come up. Yeah, I rebound. I set a bunch of screens. Uh, the first thing that always goes up, like the the highest badge I always have, is screen setting. Because <laughs> I set like That's a, a solid a thousand screens a game. <laughs> but then you run the roller, you run the pop, and you get it. And hey, there you go. David asks, what kind of names do you choose for your NBA 2K My Players? So these players you create, you give them the stats. What names do you usually give them? I I go boring. I just do my own name. Yeah, I'm the same way. I just do my oh, own. We're so boring. Okay, let's do another question. <laughs> I, I will say I will say this. Back back when I was like younger, I've always loved my son's name. And I've <laughs> I used to create my player with my son's name. And before I was even like dating my wife back in the day like when i was like a teenager and even after high school i was like oh man like i yeah anyway but i use my name now that's the cutest thing you ever said james asked (coughs) who is better at 2k nick or isaac gosh this is like all 2k pod well Um, it's just it's the three 2k questions i got i put them all together Oh, I don't know. I've never seen you play 2K. This is like our one-on-one question. Yeah, if we played, if we played basketball. One-on-one. I think you've played more 2K than me in your life, so I would probably give you the edge. I have played a lot of 2K, but it sounds but like we would play really, really well. I just don't know. It sounds like we would play really well together, though. You'd be the point, and I'd be the center. I know that's the thing. We would just run pick and pops all day. We should play some two-on-two against people. <laughs> all right, uh, some personal questions. Ooh, personal. Someone named Barb asks, "What's y'all's Enneagram number?" 
<laughs> Barb is Isaac's wife, and he almost just, he did a spit take with his water. <laughs> Guys, Bar- my wife saw Nick tweet out the, the tweet and was like, hey, we're accepting questions. She got so hyped to <laughs> sit there and think of the best questions to tweet. She's like, please answer one of my questions. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And uh, I got him on she, here. So she, she submitted like three, I think. Yeah. And I'm like, I was like, babe, we have a lot of like random questions from other like maps fans. So uh, I, you you might not, yours might be at the bottom. You, that's so what you said? Fact, yeah. You didn't give the wife priority? Wow. No, I just I just said there's a lot of people submitting questions and we might not pick hers. Sounds like you're only gonna them. have the one kid, Isaac. <laughs> hey, we have we have the other one on the way. <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, well, that, two, that's it. So the Enneagram <laughs> is a personality type, uh, like a test you take. It's like the Myers Briggs or something like that. Uh, there's nine different numbers, and each of them has a specific you know characteristic to it. I get you can get really complicated in it. My wife is super into it too. Uh, you can be like. There's, so there's there's nine numbers. So like, I'm a three, but you can have a wing five or a wing nine. You know, like you can have these different things where you you go into like if you're a three, you go into a certain number when you're stressed or when you're in a growth period, you go into a different number. So there's so many different things. But for the basic enneagram number, I'm a three. The three is the achiever. They're success oriented, pragmatic, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image conscious. Hmm. That is me. Does it have the three? Does the three have a name? The achiever. Oh, the achiever. Sweet, dude. If you if y'all don't know what the enneagram is, some people are like insanely into this thing. My, and there's like <laughs> seminars on this thing. My now. wife so played me this album on a road trip, and every single song is a different enneagram number. It's about a different one. Oh my gosh! No, I'm, I can't. <laughs> that one. To that. Too, that went a little too far for me. I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> I will say I am a fan of it. I, I love anything that can kind of evaluate us as people and how we're created as humans and how we're different and how we all work and like just our DNA. It, that stuff fascinates me. And when you see these different things and you take these little tests and all this stuff like Myers-Briggs and all this stuff and it like describes who you are, it's, it gets really freaky sometimes. You're like, dang, I yeah, do that's that. Me, or, yeah. <laughs> this is really creepy. And uh, so for or, me, I like, like for mine, it's like when you uh, struggle with something or you have something, a big decision coming up or something that is like, like a squeak, like a squeaky wheel gets the oil or something like that. Uh, my type, we just ignore the wheel. <laughs> And that's totally me. If there's something going on in my life, I just ignore it until hoping it would go away until it breaks. But it's really, it's really helpful for like team building too. And you see a lot of like uh, staffs at at businesses or, you know, whatever it is, like our church staff, we had a whole seminar that everybody did it. And it's fascinating because it helps kind of team chemistry because if I know how Nick is and what number Nick is and I see what that is, if you have a small team at work or whatever it is and you see, oh man, well that person's a two, then it kind of changes how you would really approach them sometimes. Or if you're clashing with somebody and you're like, man, why don't we clash so much? And you see this and you're like, all right, besides of, I just don't like you, which <laughs> is plausible. I mean, that happens, but like, why don't you like them? And it might be because they have a certain, like they're a seven and you're like, dang, I'm just not a seven. And we just clash because yeah, there's all kinds of books about how the numbers interact and things and all that stuff. What's your number? All right. So I'm a number five. I'm the investigator. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a five. I'm more, I'm a, it's sometimes it's called like an observer. 
I love the people watch, man. I could just, I'm the old guy that's like, hey, babe, go shop. I'm just going to sit on this bench at the mall and I'm just going to like make fun of people as they walk by or I'm just going to like just stare and I just like chill. But yeah, I observe a lot. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm a super big thinker. Um, yeah, <laughs> really I'm really stuck. What? So not good at it, but. <laughs> the five is the investigator. They're the intense cerebral type, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. That doesn't really seem like you. The isolated. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm. I basic go to the movies by myself sometimes. Basic fear being useless. That's true. If I feel like if yeah, oh man yeah. Well, like I need my alone time to like recharge. You know, yeah. like my wife knows. Like if I've if I've had a long day, I love them to death. But I need to walk in and just like chill. For, like give me like I don't know, two minutes. Or, I mean, I just, like, when my wife goes out of town, I don't, like, I mean, I have a bunch of friends that, like, I'll call up sometimes, but, like, I'm fine with just chilling by myself or going to the movies by myself. That doesn't bother me at all. I'm, yeah. Anyway. Interesting. So, there you go. We're a three and a five together. Go look up your numbers. Yeah, go it's look. It's, it's Enneagram. E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Enneagram with an, with an E. So, there you go. Um, David asks, have either of you ever tried to play an inst- a musical instrument? I actually don't know this about you. I, know- I was going to say, I feel like you have like an orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were in choir. Yes, I did grow up singing a lot and all of that. But we'll just leave singing out of the equation. I went through a, a span there. We should make that, you. We wow. should get you to do a national. Uh, loyal listener of the podcast, Mark Cuban, if you're listening, Isaac Harris should do a national anthem. We've we've Dude, heard we enough of that one dude that oh, oh Satan. We start, we've heard that enough one of that guy, guy that sings all the time. What's the guy that Doyle uh, loves? What's his name? I can't remember. Dang. I can picture him in my head right now. But that's uh, the second time I mentioned Doyle this week. It's weird. <laughs> um, I tried to learn how to play the piano, and if I could pick any instrument, I would pick the piano over the guitar. And even though acoustic guitar, like guitar is way easier to learn. It seems really cool. Like my wife can play the guitar. She she's had some plays the acoustic guitar for my son sometimes, and uh, or our son. It's the second cutest guess, thing you've said on this podcast. Um, but anyway, I I would love to play the piano. <laughs> I just love I love listening to the piano. I tried for a while. Um, it's hard. Yeah, I tried so hard and I just couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I'm fascinated by people who can play instruments though. I just love it. Yeah, I've I've tried to play the piano. I was not super good at it. I got like basic chords down and things. Uh, I've played the guitar for a long time. I've played it since high school. Uh, I actually out of out of high school, I went to a worship school and I was going to be a worship leader in church. And I played uh, in front of a lot of people. Oh, I played guitar. And now you play acoustic, the electric, cello. and now I play nothing. Now I play my keyboard on my MacBook. <laughs> Does the triangle count? I could play the triangle probably. No, it's it's a certain technique. Oh, whatever. Here's another question from Grant. Uh, is Isaac a bigger UNC fan than Nick is a Lakers fan or the other way around? Wow. Okay, so wait. Rank your fandoms, though, because this is it's kind of complicated with you because they're very they're varied. Uh, yeah. Gosh, it's crazy. It's like, what's the most passionate? Obviously, you're like a mosaic map- of sports fandoms. You have, so you have the Ravens. I've been a fan of the Tar Heels the longest. The Tar Heels, the Mavericks, um, the Reds. Yeah, well, the Reds are definitely fourth. I just grew up going much Reds fans, and like same, it, I would cheer for them if they're in the World Series. So, um, Chelsea the Mavs are probably <laughs> Chelsea. Whoa, 
Chelsea, Chelsea's <laughs> number one. Throw that curveball in there. Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea, besides, okay, they're one. But no, uh, the Mavs would be three on this list. So it, it's it's Ravens uh, Ravens or UNC one. I'd probably say Ravens are number one, and then Tar Heels are, are two. Interesting. Okay, so <laughs> so I was born in Los Angeles. I'm a Lakers fan. A lot of people know that, obviously. Uh, I grew up in Cincinnati, so I guess Bengals, Reds. And then I don't really have a college team. I've never, my, my mom grew up in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and so we were Michigan Wolverine fans even growing up in Ohio. Huh. Uh, and then I've recently, I've recently had an affinity for Chelsea. Uh, but I, I mean, I would go Lakers, I guess Bengals, Reds. But the Bengals are... Bengals. Man, the Bengals... Okay, so with the Bengals in 2015... That uh, the playoff game against the Steelers, where Vontaze Perfect and Perfect, uh, Perfect, yeah. it has a T on the end, and uh, Pac Man yeah. just went wild and just like, I mean, I Ran I the tunnel. I threw away all my Bengal stuff after that. I was like, I'm done. This this team is a, is such a joke. They just had Marvin Lewis forever. They couldn't win a playoff game. I loved Andy Dalton. I love him. He's mm, the Red Rifle. I met him in a Mavs game, which was <laughs> really random. That's super random. Um, uh, but not, but yeah, that would be yeah, the order for me. But, but as far thought, as, I, as me being a bigger Lakers fan than him, a UNC fan, I was a pretty big Lakers fan growing up. My room was painted yeah. Lakers. My mom painted my you, room purple and yellow. You would probably, yeah, you would probably take that away. My parents, my parents hated that I was a Tar Heel fan. My dad really? hated that I was a Tar Heel fan because we lived in Kentucky. Yeah. It's like, you should be loyal to the Wildcats. And I'm like, I'm just not. I love Jordan and then I love Vince I like, Carter. I like and goats better. I just, I couldn't do that. So, uh. I was all Tar Heels. And I'm a huge, huge Tar Heel fan. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm super big. But I, I would concede this to Nick. I think Nick's a bigger Laker fan. There you go. You heard it here first. All right. Coming up next, are the Cowboys overhyped? And who do we think oh, is going to win the Super Bowl in the NFL? Also, a question about sneezing. And, of course, the Avatar questions. <laughs> all right. So, Alex asks... Are the Cowboys overhyped after their first game, or is it appropriate? So the Cowboys beat the Giants. They beat them pretty good. Their offense looked really good. Um, the Cowboys are always overhyped or underhyped. They're always it's just like the Lakers fan base. They're either going to be so super high on their team, or they're just going to bash their team into the ground where they can't win a game. You know, it's it's like one or the other. Um, but the Cowboys are really good. They have a really good defense. Their offense is now all on the field. They got Zeke back. Mari Cooper was good. Gallup, apparently everybody was super high on, and he, he balled out the other day. However, they did just play the Giants, so maybe it was a slower roll, but they're probably like an 11-12 win team. I think, I mean, if that's what you, if that's what you think is, if, if you think that is overhyped, then it's they're not. Yeah. You asked me this question anytime over the past three to four years, I would say they're it's overhyped. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're overhyped because it's, it seems like every year over these past two or three years, Matt, I'm Cowboys fans are just over the top, and it's super annoying of, oh, man, Dak, we're winning it all. Uh, but this is the first year that I genuinely think they have a really good team. And just I think it played into why Zeke could hold out and go to Cabo and get his money. Yes. And Dak's probably going to get his money now, especially after that first week. Uh, now, I will say for everybody who came at me about – Hyping up Lamar and the Ravens after week one, and everyone's like, Whoa, they didn't play a team like the Dolphins. <laughs> Who would do that? The Cowboys played the Giants, all right? 
Because if we're ranking worst teams in the league, uh, the Dolphins are definitely at the bottom, but the Giants are right down there with them. All right, so um, not the Bengals. Uh, <laughs> I would not be bragging as much, uh, but. Still, I think Cowboys are really good. I've been in that camp of thinking that Dak's not that great and that he's not like a superstar quarterback. Obviously, week one was better than I imagined. Let's, if he keeps that up, yeah. I'm proven wrong for sure. Uh, but, yeah, it's like you said. They have a good defense. I think they're a really good team. Do you, we want to answer the Super Bowl question? Yeah, this this could be the, the, the Flacco year for Dak, right? Like, you bet on yourself. Oh, man. You bet on yourself. You do the – you know, if he gets the, the – I mean, Flacco had the greatest – outcome of all of the bet on yourself years i mean that anyone's ever had but uh you bet on yourself and you, if you ball out this year you get that deal i mean jerry will give you the deal well i joked i said dak should like hit up zeke and be like hey what where'd you go out in cabo because i think after week one i think i'm just gonna go down to cabo and say hey give me 40 million <laughs> or else i'm not coming back and because now you have hold all the leverage right yeah uh but he's probably not gonna do that yeah so but. let's uh let's go to billy's question what teams do you think will win the super bowl actually he said what teams do y'all think will be in the Super Bowl this year? I know the y'all is important to you guys. Let's go. It is important. The, uh, so the thing about Dallas being overhyped is the NFC is just not that good. I mean, we just we just finished the the Saints, you know, Texans game, uh, and the Saints defense as you know <laughs> they do some questionable things, um, but the Saints are going to be good. The Packers, who knows about the Pack? I mean, that first game against the Bears, the Packers didn't. Lo- that not look that good. The Rams should still be good, and then after that, it's like okay, the Eagles. No yeah, Eagles. I, for me, it's a That's four like, team thing for like the five AFC, teams. and it's and it's a one team thing for the AFC. Yeah. Like I think the Chiefs defense is so bad that I just think yeah, I, some, I don't know. I get it. Mahomes is really really good, and they can put up feels like forty points every week. But at some point, your, your defense, I, it it's gotta come through at some point. So I, I think the Patriots are the overwhelming favorite for the AFC yes. and probably Super Bowl. And then for me in the NFC, it's four teams. And the fact that I think the Cowboys is one of those four teams. I think it's the Cowboys, Eagles, uh, Saints, or Rams. And I think it's one of those yeah. four teams. And man, we'll see. Uh, Gurley's knee stuff. That's tough. It already it already looks scary after one week. That's but, tough. Uh, the Eagles turned it on. The Cowboys, of course, they look the best out of those four teams. And uh, but we'll see. I, yeah, we'll see if one of those teams separate themselves from the rest. And yeah. All right, we're done with NFL stuff. Lazarus asks, "Would you rather sneeze a gong sound or burp a bowling strike sound?" So every time you sneeze, hachoo, it's a gong like a. Or would you rather burp a bowling sound like? What was that sound? And what was the first sound? All right, what was the second sound? And remote no, uh, the okay. I'm going with the burp because I feel, because I don't burp as much as I sneeze. I think the sneeze gong would be awesome though. That would actually be kind of cool. Because yeah, you, would, you, you yeah, want yeah. like this, it feels, after you sneeze, it just feels like, like back in, back in like the old times, didn't they believe that you, when you sneeze, like you were trying to get demons out of your body? Like, it's, oh gosh. that's not what people believed. That's what they would say, bless you. And so when you sneeze, like it just feels like something has changed around you, right? It just feels like, like all of a sudden your reality is different after you sneeze. And the gong sound would just reinforce that. And I think that that would be nice. It's like you're, 
exercise a demon out of somebody. Also, like, if you just sneeze, if you burp and it's a bowling strike sound, it sounds like individual things are are being hit. Then what is that? Your vocal cords? Like where does that come from? I don't understand that. <laughs> I'm thinking too. I'm thinking too hard on this question. Yeah. Who well, who submitted this question? Lazarus. Shout out to you, Lazarus. Shout out. All right, Isaac, take a break. Another break? We, you have more questions? No, no, you take a break. We're not taking a break. Oh, okay. We've reached the Avatar, the last airbender portion of the Anything But oh, Maps mailbag. Why do people still submit questions about <laughs> this it's the greatest dumb show, show. Ever made. <laughs> So This is on Cartoon Network? Michael asks, so, it's, it was not on why Cartoon Network, it was on Nickelodeon. They took the chance. They, they reaped the benefits. Well, is this next to Tom and Jerry? Michael asked, that was not on Nickelodeon. Come on, get your cartoons right. <laughs> So now that we know your fondness for Avatar The Last Airbender, what's your take on Legend of Korra? It's a great question. So Legend of Korra was the sequel to Avatar The Last Airbender. It was uh, another Avatar. There's a cycle of Avatars, and Korra was the next one. It was a very different show. It was just it was just very, very different. So if you go in expecting the same exact thing, you're not going to get it. You're still getting the band of like random characters. You're still getting the... You know, learning all the elements. You're still getting the Avatar trying to come into their own as an Avatar, but the stakes were just so much higher for Korra. It just seemed like every single season she was dealing with a villain that just could completely just change the entire... She was in so much more danger than Avatar. The entire course of existence, whereas, like, like Aang was dealing with those things too, but just one thing the entire time, pretty much. There were different big bads each season, but the Legend of Korra, the stakes were just so much higher, so there was just a lot more stress. Uh, and there weren't as many... Since there was... Four seasons, and there's basically four big bads. You didn't have enough episodes to do those little filler episodes. Like all the, a lot of the good Avatar: The Last Airbender episodes were these filler episodes that didn't have a lot of plot in them, but had character development, the cactus juice thing, like the the Cave of Two Lovers, like all these ones that just built the story and built the characters. And, um, but yeah, I I, I liked Legend of Korra. I think there's a bunch of holes in it. Some of the dialogue is is interesting and not that great. Uh, but I really enjoyed it, and I suggest it for anybody that loved Avatar: The Last Airbender. But go into it expecting something not as good because it's just not. And then Rolando asks, "Is Legend of is Legend of Korra better than Avatar: The Last Airbender?" And the answer is no. Did you really make Avatar another section of anything but Mavs? We got a bunch of questions on it. I just I'm taking. Did we really? I, I literally took all the questions and I was like, okay, we have to answer these. In sections, and so I put it in a section. I've been talking for three oh minutes. It's not like I've been talking that long. No, but you had another question. Like this was the Avatar segment. Yeah, but these were these were just, connected. So I'm amazed right now. These were connected. Right. So Rolando asks, "Is Legend of Korra better than Avatar: The Last Airbender?" No, it's not. No. It's very different because of all the reasons I just said. I kind of answered that one in the first one. So I think the dialogue's better in Avatar than Korra. There you go, guys. That's your anything but Mavs mailbag. Appreciate you guys sending in a bunch of questions. We'll do another one on Thursday tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow's going to be a fun one, What if Wednesday, and we're not telling you what the what if is. You just got to come back. Yeah, it'll be fun. I enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.